Hello and welcome to the Kane Violation. I'm your host, Sam Kane, and oh my, oh my, oh my, the Lakers lost in triple overtime last night to not just anyone, the Sacramento Kings. Eee! And you got a multi-platinum winning Grammy winning Oscar, uh, she never won an Oscar, Halsey, Halsey, you know her. She was watching the game in an Applebee's. The poor woman was eating riblets with barely any meat on the bone while watching her Lakers lose to uh, a team that just fired their coach last week and where their fans apparently uh, will sit front row and vomit on the court and just you know, sit there doing nothing afterwards, not not apologize or anything, just, you know, wait for someone to come get them. Oh, yeah, there was also Malice in the Palace Part 2 last week, even though it didn't take place in the palace. And let's be honest, there wasn't much malice either. I mean, yeah, LeBron elbowed a guy in the face, and then the guy, Isaiah Stewart, was like, oh, how dare you? And then he realizes he's gushing. He's like, ah, no one makes me bleed my own blood. And then he, all his teammates try and take him back to the locker room. And he keeps trying to get away from him. He's like, no, I'm cool, I'm cool. He tries running past them and everything. Everyone wanted to see him come out the other side of the Lakers uh, tunnel. But what I wanted to see is I wanted to see him somehow climb up to like the four banners that the Pistons have. And, you know, rope swing down and kick LeBron in the face. That would have been much better. All right, let's start the show. Pistons fans, I am so sorry. I made a major mistake. You guys only have three banners, not four. So the team we are talking about this week is actually a team I've seen in person this season on, I think it was... October 27th? I don't know. It was late October. I saw the Brooklyn Nets play the Miami Heat. This week, I'm going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I've watched a couple of their games. Saw them play the Cavs. Saw them kick the Celtics. Yes! Like, like pretty badly, they beat the Celtics. And uh, this is this is a pretty solid team. So let's uh, let's talk about who the uh, highest paid player is. It's actually James Harden, making forty three point eight million dollars. Kevin Durant's only making a measly forty point nine million dollars. You see, this is why you stay with. The team, well, I, okay, I'm, I'm incorrect about this. So, the Rockets did not draft James Harden, but James Harden got traded from the Thunder to the Rockets on his rookie contract. So, it, it's almost like Houston really drafted him when they gave 
him all his extensions and whatnot. So that's why. And James Harden is still making uh, his salary that he he got from the Houston Rockets extension. So that's why it's more money than Kevin Durant. Because bad, bad boy Kevin Durant, he left in free agency. So this is the punishment he gets. He's making $3 million, not even $2 million less than James Harden. So, I mean, people will say, you, you should just stay. Stay with the team that drafted you, get the extension, and you're going to earn a lot of extra money. But are you, though? Are you really? Because Kevin Durant totally left his team in free agency, and he's still making a lot of money. Basically, NBA players, do your thing. Do your own thing. Do what you want, but, you know, try not to completely piss off your fan base. Like, like be don't do what James Harden did. This idiot going to strip clubs, you know? Just, just be a professional. Be a professional, and you know, maybe just handle things from behind the scenes, perhaps? Maybe? And the longest tenured player, who was also highest paid player, who was in the D or G League, is Joe Harris. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Joe Harris. I, I'm, I don't think I need to look up whether James Harden, Kevin Durant, or Kyrie Irving have uh, had to get sent down to the D or G League. D League in their case, since, you know, when they were on their rookie contracts, it was called the D League. So, it's Joe Harris. Who is hurt right now? He's not playing. They have... Interestingly enough, DeAndre Bembry has been starting in his place. Bruce Brown is hurt as well for these guys. So it's really just Harden, Durant, and uh, a bunch of people they got this offseason for pretty cheap, to be honest. LaMarcus Aldridge, 36 years old. I mean... You got three former all-star big men. So you think, okay, yeah, one of them's going to be good. But you probably wouldn't think it's the guy who was having uh, issues with his heart, which uh, was very scary to hear about. It's it's really cool that uh, Aldridge is kind of picking up where he left off, I'd say. Doesn't really seem to have, uh, you know, you know, slowed down a step or anything like that. He's still hitting mid rangers, still hustling down the court. He's he's like their third most important player right now. It's either him or Patty Mills. I mean, who needs Kyrie Irving when you have Patty Mills? You know what I mean? I mean, the game I went to, Patty Mills was garbage. He was missing everything. 
but he's really improved in the past few weeks. It's uh, it's very impressive. I've always liked him. He, uh, of course, was on that 2014 Spurs championship team. Draining threes, just... I mean, everyone was hitting threes for that Spurs team, but that was, like, just such gorgeous basketball. Everyone was just whipping the ball around to the open man. Everyone was making the right passes. It was... It was like a magnum opus for passing, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, they they so they had uh, our buddy Blake Griffin in the starting lineup uh, for most of the season. He even started against the Cavs on Monday night. Ended up only playing nine minutes. Not good. He he looks like a shell of himself. Like, what happened to the man who was jumping over Kias? This guy was one of the most popular NBA players. He, every commercial he was in. Did he do the State Farm ones? He must have if Chris Paul was doing them back when he was on the Clippers. I'm sure he appeared in a few of them. Maybe not. I don't know. But Blake Griffin, like even like 2015, every commercial. And now this is what happens. This is what happens when uh, you punch your best friend who works for the team. You end up uh, getting traded to Detroit, which is not a good place to get traded to if you play basketball because everyone knows most of the basketball season takes place in the winter, and you do not want to be in Detroit for the winter. No, 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 no. And then you get bought out and play for a contender, And they realize, man, we can't even play you 15 minutes. All this because he punched the trainer. No. Uh, He's had, like, what, seven knee surgeries? Like, three torn ACLs? He, he He tore his ACL three times. I don't know. I'm actually kind of curious. I want to look at the, uh... The injury list for Blake Griffin. I shouldn't laugh. I mean, this is uh, this is bad. He's he's you know clearly very hampered by all the injuries he's gotten in the past, and it's really caught up to him. And now he has to sit on the bench in Brooklyn. Didn't even play a single minute against the Celtics, which. Uh, it's not good because they blew out the Celtics and had plenty of time to play their bench guys. And Blake Griffin just sat. What does this mean? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe 
maybe this is just a guy you just want to get as healthy as possible and just have him stay in shape and you know I mean, I got to say, I really worry about the big men on this team. Let's let's list all of them. Well, first of all, none of their big men. I mean, I guess you can call Kevin Durant a big man, but let's call him a uh, small forward for the sake of this argument. So all their power forward centers... No one's making more than the minimum. Holy cow. So there's no power forward center on this roster that's making more money than the veterans minimum because you got LaMarcus Aldridge, vet minimum. Blake Griffin, vet minimum. James Johnson, yeah, he's a power forward, I guess. Vet minimum. Paul Millsap, God, what happened to him? Uh, Vet minimum. Dayron Sharp, saw his rookie contract. And then th- this is actually the last year they have Nicholas Claxton on his rookie deal. So they're probably going to have to pay him some money next year. But it's very concerning. So you are, I don't know. Are, are, are you really going to bank on all these guys being 100%? For the playoffs, I mean, I think what you could do is maybe you could get away with, you know, one night maybe playing Blake a bunch of minutes and then resting him for like a week, or not a week, maybe like four games, or maybe you just rest him for like the next game. So like say game one, you'll get Blake Griffin 30 minutes and then sit Millsap, and then the next game you'll give Millsap 30 minutes and then sit him. The only thing is, I don't I don't know if this is going to work because you need... I, I It's hard to just go out and, and play 30 minutes of professional basketball after not playing much. But these guys are pros, so I think they could do it. So, I mean, they're nice Band-Aids. And James Johnson, he didn't even play in the game I went to, which I was kind of surprised by because you know, Miami Heat, he was on the Miami Heat. You think he would know a thing or two about maybe the uh, the uh, plays, the defensive schemes. You know, might want to have him on the floor, but no, Steve Nash sat him for whatever reason. And then and they lost. The Brooklyn Nets lost that game. By the way, it uh that that was back when uh so this was probably like the second week into the season. It looked like the Brooklyn Nets were not going to be a very good team, but a lot has changed since then. And now they look like one of the best teams in the East. So, very concerning about their their big man problem. What's going to happen? Well, probably another big man will get bought out at some point this season, and he'll just join the Brooklyn Nets, probably. 
I don't think they need any more guards or forwards. I mean, who? I wonder who the next guy to get bought out is. And it's not going to be John Wall. Even if John Wall is available, he's not coming to this team. You know why? Because he did not get along with James Harden. In fact, when Harden got traded to the Nets, I think Wall dissed Harden, if I remember correctly. So Harden... Harden's not playing bad. He's good. And then Durant, this is why he's one of the GOATs. Even if he didn't come back anywhere near the player he was before tearing his Achilles, was it his Achilles? I think it was his Achilles. We'll say it's his Achilles. He would have. He still would have gone down as one of the greatest players of all time, but it's very concerning to be on the other side of thirty and get this type of injury, an Achilles injury. That's really serious. It's going to be really awkward if it's not Achilles. All right, fine. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Kevin Durant. Remember uh, the owner. Was it the owner or general manager of the Warriors? He was crying after Durant. Well, what did he do? Was it his Achilles or what? Yeah, it was his Achilles. Yeah. So, very smart taking a year off because you need that shit to heal. You need it to heal. But it's just incredible. He's 33 years old, and he doesn't look like he's, you know, fallen off at all. I mean, around this time, you start to see players start to... Durant, Durant looks the same as he did when he was 27, 28. Like if you told me he's if Durant if you told me Durant's twenty six years old, I'd believe you. I believe you. He's thirty three. So I mean perhaps it could be one of his last dominant years. We don't know. Thirties are unpredictable with players, but this guy uh he's just a killer, man. He's a killer. And he's you know, Say what you want about him. I know he's he's got the the online burner accounts, talking smack. He's he's kind of weird with that stuff. Odd personality at times. Whatever. If we're talking about what he does on the court, he's he's one of the goats. He's one of the goats. Um, he'd be actually probably top three of all time if he joined the Celtics instead of the Warriors, but no, no, he decided to uh, take the easy route, play with Steph Curry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously. You know who I'm really liking? 
this uh, DeAndre Bembry guy. So he was drafted by the Hawks in 2016 and never never really did that much. I don't think he ever averaged over 10 points a game. The Hawks were terrible for most of his rookie seasons. I think maybe his his rookie season was the last time they made the playoffs. Actually, I think that's when they had Dwight Howard. <laughs> that, that was the year they had Dwight Howard, uh, Paul Millsap. I think Chris Humphreys, Jose Calderon were on that team too. What a weird team that was. But he's just filling in admirably for Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is almost like a a free safety. He's out there. He doesn't have to do too much stuff since you got Harden and Durant. You got them to score. So you just really have to play off them and, you know, run around because no one's going to pay attention to you. Everyone's paying attention to Durant or where Harden is. Or if you got Patty Mills in the corner shooting threes like a madman. Or LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe LaMarcus Aldridge. You got to pay attention to him. Can't leave him open mid-range. So then you got DeAndre Bembry doing what Bruce Brown does. Doing the dirty work. Getting the rebounds. Running into people. He ran into Darius Garland at one point. Actually, I think it was more that Darius Garland ran into him, but it actually looked like someone was going to get a concussion. I think that was in the third quarter against the Cavs game. Um, he's, he's just a pest. He really is just one big pest. So it makes you wonder... Why Why is he only making the vet minimum this year? Why is he getting the vet minimum? He's only been in the league for six years, right? Six. He's drafted 2016. Yeah, so this is his sixth season. I didn't even know you could get the vet minimum if you were that young. I wonder what the vet minimum is. Maybe it's you have to play at least five years in the NBA to be eligible. Not that it's the greatest thing to be eligible for. You want to make more money than the vet minimum if you're an NBA player, but who knows. But that that's what he's getting. Or is he? No, he's not. He's getting $1.9 million. Let's, let's, let's review it. Okay. Hoops Hype, I think, had him making the vet minimum, but basketball reference tells me something else so that's why kids you use basketball reference over hoops hype he's making 1.9 million dollars I don't even think this contract is fully guaranteed yeah it says it's partially guaranteed I'll tell you now it's gonna get guaranteed this guy can clearly play he is someone I I don't think this is an exaggeration. I think he can win you a playoff game just by making a few key hustle plays, really, at the end of the day. 
Maybe it's getting an extra offensive rebound or something. He's just he, he he's got a, he's got a grittiness to him, and it makes me wonder like what. Why can't the Celtics pick out people like this? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get to the Celtics. I mean, we'll we'll have to talk about them in a little bit because the Nets played them. But with Bembry, one thing I notice is that his three-point percentage doesn't suck ass this year. It, he didn't really shoot threes his rookie year. His second year, he shot 36% from behind the arc. And every year after that, it was under 30%. So I think that's why he was available for so cheap. Because ideally, if you have a guard, you want him to be able to shoot threes. If he's if he's not that good at shooting threes, then he better be really, really good at defense or something else. And I don't I don't think Bembry has like a straight up specialty, really. But he he definitely can hang on the court with NBA players. So that's why I think it was good that the Nets picked him up. And he's going to be very valuable for him, even when Bruce Brown comes back. He might actually start some games, I'd imagine. I mean, he is starting now, but I mean, when Bruce Brown and maybe Joe Harris come back, I mean, if if things things look pretty good right now, Maybe you just leave the starting lineup the way it is. And having Joe Harris and Bruce Brown and Paul Millsap off the bench, not bad. What the hell happened to Paul Millsap? This guy was making $30 million last year. Did he deserve it? No, definitely not. But this this guy... He looks like a complete shell of himself. This guy was an all-star, what, maybe four or five years ago? Doesn't look anywhere near that. I mean, this is kind of a tangent on the Nuggets, but I thought the Nuggets were just idiotic for not doing anything with um, Millsap's salary last year. I thought they should have gotten John Wall. They, They lost Jamal Murray... They're competing for a championship. Just to get John Wall. And if he's no good, whatever. At least you gave it a shot. And now they're just, they're in trouble now, the Nuggets. I mean, I know they're doing a little better, but I just, I don't think the Nuggets are uh, really championship contenders especially without Murray. But let's stick to the Nets. Javon Carter, another guy. Not really getting too much burn, actually. You think he would be the backup guard right off the bench? 
especially with all these injuries. But it's really been Cameron Thomas who is just lighting it up. And it sounds like him and Durant are pretty close. Apparently they play one-on-one during practice a lot. And Thomas has actually beaten Durant a couple times, but I guess uh, they're keeping track of uh, how how many times each of them uh, win, whatever, because Cameron Thomas told the the media after practice one day they beat Durant, and then when the media asked Durant, they're like, "No, no, 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 no! It this is this is a long series, and right now it's." I think Durant said like he won 15 games and Thomas was under 10. So from the sounds of it, they Harden and Durant want this guy to succeed and they are fully embracing him. He he really th- this was brought up on the Locked On Nets podcast. And I want to piggyback it off a little bit. But he can really... Um, he can hit last-minute shots. And as they as they said on that podcast, that's really a skill to have. Like, uh, you know, the, the shot clock's expiring. What do we do? We don't have a play set up. Cameron Thomas bails them out. And that that is true because you know plays do get broken up a lot. And if you have a guy who can just make a shot on the fly, that's very key. And uh, Thomas seems to be that guy. Durant and Harden definitely embracing him, want him to, you know, have a big role for this team. They they. They believe in him. And, you know, it just, it really irks me, guys. Like, why can't the Celtics draft rookies like this? Why? Okay, all right, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there. Now. Let's uh let's talk about the Cavs game a little more. So Blake Griffin cannot guard the pick and roll. It was uh, it was embarrassing. Jared Allen constantly getting lobs and Blake Griffin couldn't do anything about it. That's why Griffin only played 9 minutes in that game. They had to take him out because Darius Garland was just making a mockery out of Griffin. Like he's almost looking at Griffin. Like, are you serious? Are you really, are you are you really coming at me right now? I can literally just you know throw a, a quick little pass over your head, and there's Jared Allen. So I don't know. I don't know when Griffin's gonna come back, but uh, that was pretty bad. And uh, what else? Uh, Cameron Thomas can block shots. That. Uh, that I noticed not only in the Cavs game, but also the Celtics game. Although Kevin Love had an awesome projection on him at the end of the third. Which you think would discourage a young rookie, 
but literally the next possession, Cameron Thomas drains a three. So this this kid is confident, man. He he does not uh, lack any uh, confidence at all. Kevin Love just did not have a great game. Truly a shell of himself. And then you have um, you have Lamarcus Aldridge just you know really having a vintage game against the Cavs backing down Laurie Marketing multiple times. Marketing couldn't do anything. Nothing. Aldridge was just draining mid rangers left and right. Cavs actually put out Ed Davis at one point. I thought this guy was done in the NBA after last year. I think he was on the Timberwolves last year. Barely played at all. I guess the only reason the Cavs signed Ed Davis was to mentor Evan Mobley, who is injured right now. So now they're actually playing Ed Davis. So one sequence I really enjoyed, I think it was in the third. It might have been the fourth. So Harden ends up dribbling the ball. Um, Hold on, looking at my notes here. Okay, I remember this play now. So... Here, the Cavs make or miss a basket, but Harden gets the ball right underneath, does a full-court pass over to Kevin Durant, who's under the Nets basket, gets locked up pretty quickly. So Durant has really no angle to the basket, has to pass it out, tries to pass it out to Bembry, who's over on the baseline, but Laurie Markkinen puts up his hand and Durant's pass deflects off of Marketing, and the ball just flies like straight up into the air. Almost like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I want to say volleyball, but it doesn't really make sense for the sequence. But basically, the ball went straight up in the air, and I always, I, I, I'm always entertained by these types of plays, like when it's just a, a free-for-all. It's almost like a, a you know, a tip-off. You know, except there's more than two people trying to get the ball. And they're also, you know, not tipping the ball. They're, you know, trying to secure it. So there were a lot of Cavs players. I want to say three of them. There was Marketin, possibly Jared Allen as well. And Bembry was trying to get it. And this guy, Bembry, he's like what, five inches shorter than a lot of these Cavs big men, ends up securing the ball, dribbles the ball out to the three-point line, swings it over the Harden. Harden dribbles in, dribbles into a mid-ranger, wet. Step back, step back mid-ranger. I don't know. I just, I like, I like plays like this. Plays that you you could not write up ahead of time. Plays that get broken and you got to adjust and see what you can get with them. And that one really stood out to me. 
So we'll move on to the Celtics. I mean, this was just a terrible game for the Celtics. I, a great game for the Nets. Really, uh, really an important game for Brooklyn. I mean, the Celtics were doing pretty well right before this game. And people were saying, oh, you know, they might have turned the corner. They might be contenders. <laughs> Found out pretty quickly that's not the case. But a really nice win for the Nets, uh, especially against uh, Boston in their home court. So uh, it was it was not much of a game. I know the Celtics started coming back, I think it was actually in the beginning of the fourth. And, of course, Doris Burke was like, oh, there's just no given for these Celtics as, like, the run is going on. And it's like, uh, yeah, okay, Doris, that makes sense, uh, except for uh, the first three quarters of the game. There is just no given for these Celtics, except for the first three quarters of the game. That's what she should have said, but she didn't, because uh, I'm not going to distorse Burke. I, I like her. She's nice, right? She's she's better than Rachel Nichols. Ugh. Um, I mean, it was just a dominant performance from the Nets all game. LaMarcus Aldridge killed us. Durant always kills us. Did it again. And Patty Mills. Really? This whole week. Just Patty Mills is 33? Really? Is he? He looks like he did in 2014. Hitting these shots. Just like he was uh, coming off the bench for the championship spurs. So, really strong performance by the Nets. But there is a player who I might have referenced once on this podcast. Who plays for the Nets. Plays for the Nets. Someone who is really irking the Brooklyn Nets, or should I say irking the Nets? <laughs> okay, I'll jump off the building now. Um, what, what, what are they going to do with Kyrie Irving? This is such a weird dynamic. I, d- I mean, honestly, if Durant wasn't friends with Irving, I'd say screw this guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> like, trade him now. But it's the fact that it was really Irving that recruited Durant to the Nets to begin with. So even Nets fans can't even be too, too pissed off about Kyrie for that. Because, I mean, if it wasn't for Irving... Durant might have just gone to the Knicks. It's very true. I I I have gone on the Nets Reddit boards. People are angry at Kyrie. They're like, this stupid idiot's posting Matrix memes. Well, he could be 
helping us win games, even though we're winning games. Um, but come playoff time, I think you would. Uh, I think you would want Kyrie to be playing if if you're trying to win a championship. I think you're going to need him healthy. Well, I mean, he is healthy. Maybe he's not healthy. Uh, maybe he's he's not mentally healthy, but he uh, is... I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's on Instagram posting figurines of stuff I don't understand. Is he in a cult? Does Does he think he's in a cult? I don't know. He's just weird. He's just a weird guy. It's not even like fun weird too. I mean, I guess it's it's like you know, there's people like Carl Everett who are hilarious and, and say uh, there there was no Adam and Eve because you know. The, the, they said they didn't see any dinosaurs. I mean, there there's that kind of crazy, and then there's Kyrie crazy, where this guy just comes off as such a narcissist who thinks he's so freaking smarter than everyone else and that he has, you know, all the wise answers to everything that's going on. When really... He should just humble himself. I don't know. There, there's people who defend him. But it seems like for the most part, people are just kind of sick of him. And maybe, maybe basketball just isn't his main thing anymore. Maybe not. It's it's a it's a very strange case, but uh, for a guy that's that talented, very interesting. And then, you know, you know what would be really funny? What if the Nets actually won the championship this year, and and Kyrie didn't play a single minute? I could totally see Kyrie in like ten years going on like. Uh, you know, those sports talk shows and saying, like, I'm a two-time NBA champion. Don't you talk to me like that. When it's like, dude, you didn't do anything to, for that second championship. The first one, sure, sure. You hit one of the, the greatest NBA final shots of all time. But you didn't play a single minute for that second ring you got. But, you know, knowing Kyrie will just be like, no, 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 no. I, I was talking to them. I was in the locker room. I was uh, I was giving them advice. I was giving them information on uh, Pfizer and Moderna. Telling them that both are evil. I mean, they probably are, but whatever. I got, I got the vaccine. Because I want to see my parents. And I don't want him to get sick. And I don't want to get other people sick. So that that's my personal choice. I know everyone has other personal choices. But it's crazy. I, I, got, I got people who live in New York. I'm not going to name names. 
but they're going to New Jersey just to go out and do things because they refuse to get vaxxed. And New York has this man, New York City has this mandate where you have to show your vax card before going into a restaurant or a movie theater, all these things. So people are going to another state just so they can do stuff when really they, they just get the shot. I mean, what, maybe in 30 years this all mutates and we turn into zombies? I mean, at that point, the world's going to be melting anyways, so it's, it's what you're comfortable with. And I'm just like, screw it. I just, I've, I've got to get it. Not that I trust these companies or anything, but I'm just, I'm just going to get it. I mean, the world's evil, but, I mean, not all these conspiracy theories are true. Just look at QAnon. Where are the QAnon people now? Do you think there's people who still believe in that stuff? <laughs> like, what's the, what's the excuse now? Oh, no, this is just a grace period. Where Trump's gonna come back, and he's gonna, he's gonna have Jesus Christ resurrect. He's gonna, he's gonna get on the podium and and point to the sky, and Jesus is gonna come down. Man, I I could start a movement. I could I could start. I could probably convince a lot of people that that's gonna happen. It's a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, vulnerable people out there. Uh, what else about the Nets? Um, so watching the Cavs game, I was thinking, what if they could do a trade with the Nets? Kyrie, I think, I think, I think the Nets should trade Kyrie. If this guy's not going to play. Why don't you go get someone who is going to contribute? Why not? Or are you just going to pay $34 million to someone who's at home? Probably watching The Matrix Reloaded. Is that what you're going to do? Now, immediately I thought John Wall, but as I said earlier, John Wall did not get along with James Harden, and as we know, the Brooklyn Nets are, uh, they cater to their star players. I mean, it sounds like they, I heard they were paying (laughs) for their side chicks' homes. (laughs) The Brooklyn Nets were paying for the, you know, the number four options that that these uh, that uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden have. Oh, I need to pay for my number four's home. Can you can you do that, guys? And then maybe I'll sign an extension. I I hey, look, if you don't pay for number six's uh, dental surgery then uh, I can't guarantee that I'm going to come back in 2023. So, you know, I'm going to need number six's 
braces paid for. I'm going to need my sister's uh, dog to get surgery. I mean, that, that should just be a given. That's not a... God, why did I have to bring dogs into this? Dog dogs are much better than humans. I shouldn't I shouldn't have said that. But no, apparently the Nets they pay for all these outside things for the stars, which is, you know, pretty crazy and uh interesting uh that the league isn't well, it appears they're not cracking down on it. Maybe they are behind the scenes, but nothing's really been reported. Anywho, I was talking about Kyrie Irving and how the Nets should get someone get someone else. So, who can you get? $34 million. Let's look. Let's look. Let's look at some contracts. Here's one that comes to mind. What about Kevin Love? What about Kevin Love? I actually was messing with the trade machine the other day and came up with a with a little tradey poo. All right. To the Cavs, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Reunion and Javon Carter. So that makes up $56 million in salary. And then the Cavs trade Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, and Isaac Okoro, which makes up $55 million in salary. So the Nets are saving... Five hundred thousand dollars in the trade, which, since they're over the tax, is probably millions in savings for doing that. I mean, so this this would fit salary wise, but I was trying to talk myself into it. Like, why would teams do this? Which probably is a sign that it's a bad trade. But maybe, maybe the Cavs are just like. All right, Kyrie might actually come out and play for us since he was drafted by us. So maybe for old time's sake, he'll he'll put on the uniform, play some games. He do, he doesn't have to be vaccinated to to play in any games. So you know, and and then and then we'll get the fans to come out. I mean, we're talking about a team that signed Anderson Verajao at the end of the year. Clearly, just to get a few more ticket sales. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I love. I love. I love all the OG NBA players. I love it when these old bucks come back and and play. I got. I got. I got a rare jersey, guys. I got. Uh, you know that interesting Cavs design that they did last year, where. It has the fonts, the letter fonts of all different companies, I think, that come from Cleveland, perhaps. I forget the, the story behind the jersey, but they were they were very strange letter font designs that they had last year. But I have an Anders and Verjao jersey for that. 
that thing's going to be super rare in 20 years. And I'm going to sell it and pay for my kids' college tuition. Even though by then college will probably be free because people will realize by that time that college is a ripoff and it makes no damn sense to go $100,000 deep in loans just to, to, to give to send your kid off to party and get a glorified college degree. This is what I'm dealing with now. I'm, I'm in debt a lot of money. So you know what? I got, I got to make a Patreon, guys. I got to, I got to make a Patreon. You guys got to give me like two bucks a month. I need a lot of you to give me two bucks a month. It's only two dollars. And then I can pay for my Sally Mae loans, which I should probably refinance since loans are at an all-time low, but, you know. Don't have to pay for loans right now since uh, good old pandemic. That expires in January, though. I am way off topic. But why? So again, the trade is Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Javon Carter to the Cavs, Nets, Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, Isaac Okoro. I mean. Let's ignore the Kyrie and Kevin Love factor in this. Let's say the trade is Joe Harris and Javon Carter for Ricky Rubio and Isaac Okoro. That's not horrible. That's not horrible. So Isaac Okoro... Yeah, you may say the Cavs shouldn't trade him since they drafted him pretty high. But you're getting back Joe Harris, someone who can play the three and shoot. And let's let's be honest, the Cavs want to compete now. Joe Harris might make more sense for the team than Okoro does. And the Brooklyn Nets, they get someone who can play point guard minutes in the playoffs and Ricky Rubio. And they got a guy for cheap for the next two years, a rotation guy for cheap, Isaac Okoro. Who, who Isaac Okoro can probably play a Bruce Brown-type role if you really want, want him to. I, I, I'm just drawing it out there. I, th- I, think, I don't think it's a ridiculous trade. God. I I think you you guys will make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think you will. I think you will. It'll be you and the Bucks again, just like last year. Just like last year. I mean yes, it was the second round last year, but it really did feel like it was an Eastern Conference finals game and I would know because I was there and I paid $400 yes $400 to sit in the nosebleeds $400 but you know at least I can tell my grandkids 
that I was at the game where Kevin Durant thought he shot a three-pointer, but his foot was on the line, even though I didn't really see it live because I was trying to record a video and wasn't paying attention because I'm an idiot. I I will say it's so it's such a different atmosphere when you're at the game because you you don't completely know what's going on. I I I didn't know about the foot on the line thing because there isn't like an announcer in your ear like showing the replay and everything. And they weren't showing the replay, of course, like up on the big screen. Why would they show that? It would just piss off the crowd. So a lot of this I discovered afterwards, like after the game. But yeah, guys, if you ever have the chance to go to a game seven, just do it. They're fun. Save up your money. Maybe uh, sell a couple uh, things on eBay and put it aside. For uh, for a basketball game someday, but yeah, I the thing is I would root for you guys if if you trade Kyrie Irving. I I can't root for a team that has Kyrie Irving on it. I just can't. So trade Kyrie Irving. Do the Cavs trade I suggested and championship baby Ricky Rubio, Kevin Love. Blake Griffin, Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Patty Mills, Nicholas Claxton, Dayron Sharp. Who are their two-way guys? Who are their two-way guys? I just had the page up. David Duke, Kessler Edwards, James Johnson, Javon Carter, Cameron Thomas. Bruce Brown and Isaac Okoro are your 2022 NBA champions. So make that trade with the Cavs. And uh, if uh, you don't agree with me, hey, don't don't come don't come chasing me with a wiffle ball bat. I'm just making suggestions here. Speaking of Bat, the movie of the week is called The Bat. The Bat, starring Vincent Price. The Bat is not only stupid, it is batshit stupid. Not a good movie. So you would think, with a title like The Bat, starring Vincent Price, maybe this is some kind of suspenseful horror supernatural movie where Vincent Price is a vampire, turns into a bat, and bites people, flies around town. No. This is more of a thriller, really. It's almost like an Agatha Christie and then there was none type of uh, script that we have here. It's a real whodunit. It's based on a play. I think it's called The Circular Staircase. That came out in 1920. They made it 
into a movie in 1926 called The Bat. It was a silent movie, obviously, because sound didn't exist back then in movies. Remade it in the 30s. Same director actually remade it. And uh, also was a play for years in the 1920s. Apparently Vincent Price saw the play when he was a kid and thought it was scary. So that was part of the reason why he agreed to be in this. And it just... It wasn't great. Vincent Price isn't in the movie too, too much. Yeah, he's one of the main characters, but... You know, a ten, maybe even a little more than ten minutes will go by, and you're like, well, where did Vincent Price go? Like, uh-uh. I thought he was the big star of this movie. But now he's he's really more one of the side characters. He's an important side character, but... Not the main focus of the movie. And we just have a lot of characters. A lot of characters to keep track of. There's a lot going on. It's basically a criminal who dresses in all black. People call him the Bat because he's, I guess he wears all black and... Oh, yeah, he also has a little glove that has fake claws on it. So, yeah, no, it's not nearly as scary as uh, Freddy Krueger's glove. It's, uh, I mean, it looks like something you'd, you'd find at Spirit Halloween. It's it's cheap, cheap stuff. And he he terrorizes these two ladies who are staying in a big giant mansion where the exterior shots uh, look like a toy model home and he'll 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 stick his hand through the front door his his fake glove and then the lady sees it and she's just like oh 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 it's like what is this just just like hit him Hit him with a bat. Get a baseball bat and hit the bat with a bat. Stop stop being scared of this this man who's wearing a suit and a black blank mask. He's not scary. Attack him. Stop acting like a damsel in distress. You're a strong woman. You're a very strong woman. Stop panicking. So this this guy dresses in all black and takes actual bats, like the animal. Is a bat an animal? Or is it I don't know. He he takes real bats and and throws them <laughs> throws them into the house and they fly around and they bite victims. I, I don't think you can really train a bat to do that, but, I mean, if you you piss off a bat enough, maybe he'll attack and bite you. I don't know. Bat, bats always freak me out. Not, not like a lot, but if I'm outside at night and some of them are, like, flying low near me, yeah, I'm going to back away. 
because like this lady in the movie said, I don't want rabies. So this lady's afraid that she has rabies, lady rabies. And the doctor of the movie is played by Vincent Price. His name is Wells. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he actually, he actually kills someone in the movie, but the guy he kills was actually trying to embezzle money, so I guess he deserved to die, but uh, there's so much going on in the movie, there's so many characters, maybe this would be better to see on stage, but sometimes plays do, don't work it as movies. Look at Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, they brought back the same guy. He's like 38. He doesn't look like he's in high school. So, I mean, that's exactly what translates here. <laughs> They're a, a, the framing, not that great. I mean, you think we'd have some cool shots, maybe of like, the bat flying around the room. No, it's it's basically like they they just plopped a camera in the audience of a of a, a playhouse and just filmed the stage. So interesting. So interesting. It's not. It's just a disappointing movie. I, I will say the killer does have an. Uh, I know I was bashing him, but he has a he has a neat look. Something about the blank black face is very eerie. He's wearing a suit as well, and one of those Indiana Jones types hats. I don't know what you call them. A uh, why can't I think of it right now? You guys know what I mean. One of those hats. And the, you got like four ladies in the house. They kind of have different personalities, but it's hard to still distinguish who is who. They all have the same hairstyles. I guess there was only one hairstyle back then for women, and they all look the same. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. I'm giving this the Kandra rating. That is uh, the tier one Kandra rating. So this is one where I don't recommend it to anyone. I would, if someone brings up Vincent Price, I may not even bring up this movie at all because I'd be afraid that it would get implanted in someone's head and that maybe they're on YouTube someday looking for this movie because it is in the public domain. Anyone can watch it for free, but don't. Don't watch it. I don't I don't want to give people that idea. In fact, I shouldn't even be reviewing this movie, but I'm only doing it because I said that I'm going to go page by page in this book and find interesting titles. I thought this would be interesting because Vincent Price is in it. Not to mention, this has a 6 on IMDb. It's not like it has 200 votes. It has over 1,000 votes. But, you know, most of the votes were probably from, like, 1997 with a bunch of, like, old people. 
reviewing it, even though old people, they probably didn't use the internet. Now they 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 probably had their uh their kids on the internet. And they're like, "Oh, I want to see I want to look at the page, the IMDb page for the bat." And they're like, "Okay, this is it. What should I rate it? You've seen it before?" I saw it back in the drive-in. And I was giving sloppy, sloppy head <laughs> to your, your father. <laughs> and then Vincent Price shot a man, and there was a forest fire, and he made a fake suicide note. Oh, I don't know. Mon, that. <laughs> This movie doesn't really sound that good. Maybe I should rate it a one? No. Give it a six. That's the amount of times I first off your dad <laughs> during the movie. Oh, uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Don't see it. Don't see it. Kandra rating, tier one. By the way, I realize I made a mistake last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna not fix my mistake. We're gonna we're gonna roll with it. But I realize the names of all the tier ratings I have are named after women. And I think that that was what I mentioned before what I'm going for. But in the moment I forgot this and in last week's episode I called the Tier 4 rating the Barton rating, named after a man. So, how about this? I I will still... It, the, the name is still a work in progress. Let's say that. So, maybe, maybe down the line I'll see a movie with the, the name Emily in it, and if it's a Tier 4 rating... Then we'll rename it the Emily Barton rating. How about that? How about that? But you know, I don't. I don't want to be unfair and give the man the best rating. All right, we're ending this. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mark. Oh, who gives a fuck from '93 TV? This is my co-host Bob Budafugo. Bob, say hi. Hey, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a crowd.
Good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Does it, baby? Yeah. Rub my back, buddy. Where you want me to rub it, baby? Right here. Okay. Oh. Turn around. Uh, check it out, though. Yeah. Why don't you put me on some music? What you want to hear, baby? I'm gonna get some of that old gangster shit. Mm -hmm. All right. Damn. Fuck is that? Every time I'm chilling, somebody ringing my motherfucking door. You want me to get that for you? Yeah, handle that shit, baby. All right, I'll be right back. Hey, 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 Snoop, what's going on? What's up, G-Dog? Oh, nothing. Trying to live between the sky and earth and ain't touching dirt nowhere, man. Uh, man, you're fucked up right about now, dog. I'm ready to get up off this game. I'm ready to get this shit up, man. Motherfucking law after you. Punk-ass bitches. Suck-ass niggas. I can't take this shit no more, dog. What? And you want to get out of the game? Come on, man. You can smoke a pound of bud every day. Got a big screen TV, man. You want to give all this up? You got the dopest shit out on the streets. Nigga, is you crazy? That's the American dream, nigga. Well, ain't it? Fool, you better come on in. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, Snoop. Hey, nigga. I put five dollars on the weed. You better quit fucking with me. You're waiting for a green dream, Sharpen up your spirit of adventure. The fabulous gay way. What's the big idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I always do about this time. Now don't get gay with me. Gay? Sir, I'm far from gay. Now listen, I keep your shirt on. Grown man in a rubber suit. Run around with a young boy. Oh, shoot. Get a load of that fruit. And thigh high boots. Red tidy whities and blue oh, cat suits. Even the rats know it's tacky. Never see me slipping like that, bitch. Just smack me. Posing chest and legs open, couldn't stand worse. All was missing was a bandana and a man purse. Crying, dying, laughing till glands burst. Faster than a speeding glass, bleeding ass ran first. Fixing baby hair, messed up wavy curl. Under the cape, the back of the ass, say baby girl. The things some people are do for fame. It's a herb, it's a lame, it's a goddamn shame. Feeling willing when them cold streets call. You can keep your hero and hold the meatballs. Worthy title locker with pockets on empty. He worked harder than a steam engine like John Henry. Turn dirt to dollars like Don Henley. Ugly and still get hollers like Ron Jeremy. At least monetarily, terribly. MCs need therapy, it's like a ferris spree. Hit him with a kryptonite brick. Children come and prick his dead body with a stick. Wrote this lyric from in the bed with a chick. She had the tightest grip around the head of Ma. Damn, it's be some kind of faggot, man. My partner, a faggot. Why not you come on out here, man? Bick, now can I get my pen back? Got no enemy, got no friend black. With the green goblin, got the bat cave robbed. Busting Batman head bobbing, slobbing Robin's knob. Y'all already got y'all belts on the floor, so kick them shits over here and click off the porno. Alfred come home and found them both naked. Handcuffed to each other just as he had suspected. Red and chrome Batmobile, willing and dealing. Aquaman sleeping with the fishes for real for squealing. The Lolo on a seal skin blazer It's just a little graze from a razor thin laser Amazed at all these so-called wannabe players Showing off they tit balls to all the free gayers 
It's like a leotard fest How it got started is any retards guess Regardless, that's gay choice, no hate debate Becomes a problem when they try to attempt to go straight And raise the monster rate in the whole population It's starting to affect the super pimping occupation now Who's a hater? Headline the newspaper Fate of a fake you out, Cape Crusader Tied to the tracks, make a damn tram derail Rappers like a scam, spam, Nigerian email The man with no beard is more weirder than a female Sucker got bagged on a Tamazapam street sale Told on one of ours, set it up, yeah, doubt Did it like the dirty drawers, wet them up and air it out Listen, you got any money? Man, you going crazy? What the hell for? Put all the Damn. Wouldn't you? 